Welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the S. Some of the S. Just a little bit of the S. I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. And this is is a podcast. This is the podcast (laughs) of positive podcasts. What's going on with you? That's positive? Yeah. (laughs) No, that's really bad. Make us all feel sad. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, to be honest... It's hard. It's hard to like constantly see and do good yeah. things, I feel like. Yeah. But so I'm I'm realizing, which I think is a positive thing that it's like about the small things. 100%. So yeah. this week, as you know, I had a show and yeah. I finished like a 90-minute therapy session and I was just Oh yeah. an absolute mess. Was it just 90 minutes of talking about our relationship? <laughs> no, but another relationship <laughs> in my life that I find very taxing and I needed some help on. Um, And yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was a mess afterwards. And so I was, I felt so guilty because I had a show in like 45 minutes and I was just like battling with myself because I felt like for mental health reasons, I needed to like be kind to myself and just like go home and not talk and eat soup and go to sleep. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I felt like I was, I felt some guilt because just life and I'm Jewish and it's like ingrained in me. But I, I felt positive that I listened to my my body and my brain and kind of just like took it easy. Well, I actually think that is doing something positive because it's just like if you go out and you're in kind of like a pooey mood and you bomb and you bomb, <laughs> you're gonna feel like shit about yourself, and then you're gonna be around comics and you're gonna be in a bad mood and you're gonna, and so you're gonna tired like, and get home so late yeah. and just like ugh yeah. So I thought exactly I didn't want to no, give even good. like don't put that energy out there. Just exactly. go home and save it to my give it to myself. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep it to myself. <laughs> just bottle it down. Poor Phil. Um. Yeah. yeah. So that and was, then Phil has to deal with you. Did you do it. something nice for yourself? afterwards um to try to make up or like get yourself do you have like a thing you do if you're like kind of feeling down to get yourself in a better i like suffer place? from depression so probably just like that's like just like a standard like status yeah, yeah yeah um is there something that i do but do you have like habits that you do of like when you feel yourself getting there or there are there things that you do to like feel better yeah, like, I'll take my dog for a long... I'll take Opie for a long walk. Yeah. Because I know... You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I don't have to push myself and, like, go to spin or whatever. But I just get yeah. to, like, connect with my... He's, like, a fuzzy antidepressant. So I spend time with him. Yeah. And, uh, and like, get some some cardio. Yeah. In the hills of the beaches. Um. Anyway, what about what about you? No. It's like, yeah, again. <laughs> just no. Just no. 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 Just no. No, nothing, nothing good. That's okay. No, it was one of those, it was one of those weeks. It was one of those weeks where I was like in the subway station and there was a guy riding his bike through it and he <laughs> almost crashed into people and I, it took everything in me not to push him over on his bike. Yeah. And I was like, just restraining myself. I'm like, you know. He's got to do it, so that's... But that's positive. You... Yeah, restraining you myself. It's only because otherwise someone would film it. Imagine imagine it was 1960 and no one could put it on Instagram afterwards. Oh, I would push him. And you could him. just push him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm I feel like other people would have pushed him, too, before. <laughs> More than that. There would have been a lot. But there, Yeah, and then, then it's just like... What a ugh. dude. Oh, yeah, he was a piece of garbage. Was he drunk? No, he was just a piece of shit. Like, he was just, didn't care, riding riding a bike through a subway station. And it, and it was busy. 
So he's like in and out of people. Like, and I'm just like, what? Then take the ride your bike. I get mad when there's like a double wide stroller. Ugh, those are the worst. Those How are bad. dare you? Although my sister and I were in one when we were little. My like we were treated like we were twins because we were like Irish twins. What does that what does that mean? When you're born really really close together. So I was born 13 months after my sister was. So when she was just a few months old, right? My mom got pregnant again. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, boredom, I guess. Was that what it was? Or laziness, I think. Birth control laziness. Maybe. <laughs> Your brother is the oldest. Yeah, 4 years older than me. Than you. Than me. Yeah, yeah. And then Ali, Irish twins—that's jokes. So it's called, yeah, yeah. It's because, called Irish twins. So Phil and his brother uh, were both born in Belfast in Ireland, and they are born a year apart and a day. Oh shit! A year wow. and a day apart. So they would be Irish twins too. Yeah, but yeah, they're like yeah. actual literal Irish twins, well, but not, not literal twins. Just in the same. Not literal twins. Literal. <laughs> not literal. I not meant to say. Twins. I meant to say literal. I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Cool. Tiny stroke. That's, Nothing just, to be worried about. We're just about. sidetracking here. Just gazing into each other's eyes. I know. I don't like it. You're looking into my eyes too much. Eye contact is good. I know, but you're too engaged with me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I like it sometimes. I was speaking with a good-looking person okay. yesterday, yes. and they were oh, making okay. very meaningful eye contact. Oh, I know. And I was like, he is very hot. Yeah. Because the There's eye contact There's something charming like, when a man does that, because they yeah. don't usually. And it's not in, like, a predatory way. Like, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's not just, like, no blinking. Creepy. I also know guys who, like, don't blink and make eye contact. Right, and I also know a lot of men who, like, um, yeah, don't make a lot of eye contact. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? I don't know. We're, I think we're spiraling. No, we're not spiraling. We're talking... Oh, yeah. Okay. We were saying we need <laughs> we need a word for like when we spiral downward or get start getting too negative here. I don't know what it should be. I think spatula. I know. Why Why spatula? I don't know. I'm it's kind like of a safety it. word. Okay. Because you need to think it's of like a, a word that's like not... It's like a safety word, you know? Like it's a safety like, word for emotional... For, for us. For emotional safety word. When we're spiraling too hard into the dark side. Yeah, so the spatula gets in there and it scoops it out. <laughs> and it just scoops out the darkness. Yeah! Okay, and cool. And we move on. Because it can't be a word that's like, you suggested bagel. Obviously. But like, I literally just ate a bagel. Yes, you did. So, then that's not a good safety word. Like, your safety word in bed can't be more. Because, or like, no, don't stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... <laughs> It can't, it can't be that kind of stuff. It can't be like, <laughs> yes, daddy. But what is bad about a spatula? No, that's what I'm saying. It's so unrelated. Uh, When's the last time you used spatula in a regular conversation? Oh, no, but I used one when I baked cookies the other day. This is spatulating for me. Okay, right spatula. Now. Fine. Fine. Tell me some good news you may have come across this week. No, what, what weren't we talking about what we did or what we did or saw that was positive? Yeah, or you like... said no. Your answer was literally no. And then you said you didn't push <laughs> you didn't push someone. You refrained from pushing someone into a wall because it wasn't 1962. Oh, I thought we were <laughs> You're the one who said because it wasn't 1962. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah, okay. I mean, yes, I agree. <laughs> I think that could have been done up until the early 90s. Yeah, I miss those days. I know. When I was five. <laughs> I was going to say something that I'm, I don't want recorded, so. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? When I was on the subway on the way here, though, I was just, 
I saw a woman and she was, ugh, I don't even know why I'm saying this. She was like reading something on her phone or like a book or like a text or something like that. And she was going hysterical. She's making everyone around her go hysterical. And it was like the best thing ever. Oh my God, it's ever. like laughter yoga. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. And I was like, I kind of wanted to like film her. And then I was like, I could do an Instagram account where I could be like people laughing. <laughs> and then I'd be like such a creep. And it'd be like a That's weird a good idea. humans of New York where like, you know, because it's like I've done that where I've been like reading a book on the train. And oh, then totally. Like, I remember reading Mindy Kaling's first book and I was laughing so hard while I was reading it. I would have to close it and like put it away for a minute because I was laughing so hard. Um, I, and I looked psycho. I, when I was reading um, Chelsea Handler's book, yeah. I would scream on the subway. And when I was reading them also, I was in, uh, I was living in London in the UK on the tube and like they're even more reserved and quiet when uh, you're in, like yeah. public spaces together. And the tube's even tinier. Yeah, so, like, so even I'm just like more... the obnoxious North American just like laughing so hard. Oh God. And they're like, ugh, Americans. Yeah, they, I love how they like classify. I love when it's like, oh, are you going for like a holiday in America? And I'm like, it's a big country. Like, why can't you say where you're going? Like, we're going on holiday in America. I'm like, it's a big place. You're going to Texas, you're going to fucking New York. Well, they're probably going to like New York or California. Probably. That's it. Really. Realistically. Or Chicago, I mean, Boston. Maybe Chicago. You know, Boston. there's places. Nashville. There's places. I know. There's places. I know. Um, well, I was going to say that I didn't do... Ugh, no, let's just... Get into it. Tell me some articles. It's fine. Yeah, let's just get into the articles. Yeah. So that's not a good... We're not, like, too positive to start it off, but... What? I feel like we talked about some good things. Okay. Non, non-rapey non eye contact. Good. Good. Not pushing someone into a wall that deserved it. Good. Good. Uh, woman laughing, other people laughing. Amazing. Spatulas, also good. Spatulas, also good. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Here, this is really cool. Okay, so here's my first thing. Are you ready? It's from The Economist. Cool. They are creating or have just creative. Who's they? You know, Sarah, specifics I'm not so sure of. (laughs) It's doctors. Okay. And scientists. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So they they said that it was thought that like syphilis had a Mm. certain odor. (laughs) <laughs> wow was it okay mm-hmm. it smells like britney spears's perfume <laughs> britney spears syphilis um, people would still buy it uh, i have owned britney spears fantasy perfume before for sure and one of them one of them so came with a, a sparkly scented body <laughs> stick like mm. it was like almost think chapstick but big and sparkly and you just like like shimmer rub stick. it like a shimmer stick Ooh. that was like an odored shimmer stick and i would be like eh, eh, and like put it all over my chest when i would go out to like a bar oh yeah Did yeah milkshakes bring <laughs> to the yard <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so syphilis was thought to have the smell of rotting apples. Okay. Okay. Okay? So, and they're saying that there are other diseases that actually give off certain sort of like there's, they say there's a breath print for okay. certain diseases that they believe they can um, sort of analyze. And everyone's breath is a little bit different, and but there are certain commonalities within it. And they said they're creating a breathalyzer for disease. 
That's amazing. So you could blow into it and it could diagnose certain diseases that you actually have. And like early on, I guess, is the as a part of preventative care is the point. That's awesome. Totally. But then it starts saying that it can start early detection of like colon cancer. I'm like, wait. So you're blowing it through your ass? Well, exactly. Are you like <laughs> farting into it? Are you breathing into it? Are you going from one to the other and back? And when you're smelling like syphilis, is that just like the aura? Of, oh, sorry. It's the it's the breath that smells like rotting apple. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Or is it like they're drunk? Are you saying? Is that what you're saying? Or is it what? They're junk. Well, I don't know where it's from. Yeah, I don't know either. Top no, but of the head. Yeah. I read a book once, and it was from the it, perspective like, eats of your a brain, head. right? That's what syphilis says. Oh, I don't know. It made you go crazy, like eight holes. I don't know the. Okay, is that what it is? I think I don't know. Isn't it something like pirates got and stuff? I know, but also, isn't it? Um, is it not also an STD? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that's the. <laughs> it was the pirate STD with syphilis. I feel like it was like a pirate STD or something. Well, maybe. You do need to stick it in your... I don't know. I don't know. But that's very, very interesting. No, um, so what I was saying was I read a book from the perspective of a dog, um, The Art of Racing in the Rain, and the female protagonist gets brain cancer and the dog can smell it. We've talked about this. Yeah. So part of my set, dogs can sniff out cancer, but he describes it as... um, mushrooms that's what it smelled like so that's what i was thinking about but it was like the scent off the top of her head i guess you know how you're supposed to like give off yeah yeah, hormones so that's what also i was wondering maybe if that was where the scent was coming from oh maybe i don't it's interesting they're saying it would be like a chemical fingerprint that they can start to detect so it's like a breath biopsy with no chemicals or needles or anything you have halitosis well there that's the thing there's certain things that would be or if you have, like, if you're a heavy smoker, maybe, right. and you have, but something like that, right? If Could, like, could the cancer break through the could smoke? Exactly. Yeah, basically. So then I thought it was actually really, really cool. And yeah. then I was just, like, wondering, like, what other, like, because this is, like, a new thing that's happening. Okay. So I just looked up a couple of other inventions that have just come out that are new. Cool. And one of them is, is a disappearing tattooing. So, uh... I thought this already existed. Does it exist? The, the thing, temporary tattoos, right? Not in, like, a henna way or, like, a cereal box thing kind of way. It's, like, it it, it sort of disappears after two to four years or something like that. Well, this is an old article, yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, a year old. Cool. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so it disappears after um, one year, this particular one. That... It starts to fade away and it will eventually disappear. I can't imagine that, how bad it would look when it's like halfway okay. through it's fading. It's like when you get bangs and they start to grow out. Ugh. The transitional right? phase? Yeah. Or when you dieting, you decide to grow it out? Yeah. Okay, but here's here's my take on this. How many more stupid tattoos would this promote? Like, you think of the things that people... Like, I've seen someone with a tigger... And a Pooh Bear with devil horns and, like, the fork that they carry, whatever that's called, the pitchfork pitch or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, how many, But if they know, and that's for life, yo. Like, they got it with that notion. Uh, there are so many bad tattoos. But if it's a, but if it's a year, can you imagine what people are going to do? 
That's my only. Well, no, but wouldn't that at least be better? Like, oh, you want to get a neck tattoo? Well, Why don't at you least do it it'll... temporarily first. Yeah. <laughs> see how see how you True. like how you like it, how it fares. I, I so I'm sort of torn because yeah. I think I really like tattoos, and I think for people like there's a lot of reasons people get. I'm not talking like a butterfly on your ankle kind of a thing. But no, like, like a meaningful tattoo, or and like um, uh, there's so much beautiful work now with like watercolor tattoo yeah. and like that little those little dot like and, shading. And also, I kind of it's art. one of the reasons I like tattoos as well is because even if it's shitty, which yes, I know some people with some very shitty tattoos. Ditto. I won't say who they are. My sister. Has one. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very bad one. One very bad one. Um, and, but like part of the reason I like them is because it, it's like a, that's the commitment. Well, that's what, yeah. I was also thinking, I wonder how many people, you know how they're like, oh, like I got my wife's name tattooed. This is a good way to do that. You want your boyfriend or girlfriend's name tattooed on you? At least in a year, it could go away. A hundred and... But you could still get them. Could you imagine how much sex you could get if you're like, look what I did for you, and they didn't know it was going to fade off in a year? And then it does, and they're still together, and they're like, what the fuck? Ooh. You know? Could go either way. What am- You have tattoos, right? What do you have? I have um, I have two tattoos right now, and I'm probably going to get another one when I go home in a couple weeks. I, did I, I did you post Vancouver. something about thinking about getting one, or like an artist or something? Because I felt <laughs> no, like I No, I just that. said the other day on Twitter that I want to get a tattoo that is like text that says, what does your tattoo mean? Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's probably, do you have tattoos? I have one. What do you have? Well, you didn't tell me yours yet. I have... You just told me where they were. I have one on my foot and one on my... Or one on my wrist. Yeah. And my foot one is one that my brother and sister and I all got for our grandma's 94th birthday. That's and it's beautiful. her nickname. And it was her nickname, my mom, because she's my mom's mom. And she, like, raised us, blah, blah, blah. That's so nice. So what do you get a 94-year-old that has everything? 94. Yeah. And She was it? awesome. Uh, and the reaction was, like, the best thing ever. And it was just, like, we... So it was, like, on her birthday... We surprised her where he had just gotten them done so they were fresh. Like, my brother, like, pulled his bandage off and, like, showed her. And it was just so... She, like, screamed and started laughing. And then she started crying. Oh, I want to cry. It was so good. Oh, that's so It was, like, a really sweet. beautiful... And then my brother and sister and I all have them. But it's in, like, this script. And because it says mama, people are always like, does that say mm or hummus? <laughs> Which one? And I'm like, it says hummus. I really like hummus. <laughs> God bless the chickpea. God bless the chickpea. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I have breathe written on my wrist. And then I got that after I got like really, really into meditation and stuff. And it was just like being more conscious of like. I don't yeah. think I knew that about you. Do you mm-hmm. meditate now? Yeah. All the time. It's, it's not something I talk about with a lot of people because I feel like it's, I'm very not that type of person. Like, I... No, that's why You know what I mean? Like, yes, I know. of course. Um, because it's just, like, I... It's, like... But it's... Yeah. I do it, like, probably... I, n- not as good as I used to. I used to do it, like, every single day. But I pro- I try at least, like, four times a week to sort of meditate or, like, take time and step away. Or, like, before a show, yeah. I'll do, like, breathing things that I've learned and, like, guided meditation things or whatever. Just, like... And I'm so not, like, a hippie, and I'm so not that, but I found it was amazing. Like, the first meditation class... Well, that's the thing. It doesn't need... It doesn't need to have that connotation, because I feel like it's just... It works, right? And it's so important, and, like, it makes complete rational, logical sense that, like, trying to give your brain a break for a little bit is so important. Um, No, I... Actually, that's one of the... One of the things that, uh, well, I was going to talk about later, and I guess I'll bring it up later as well, but I just um, downloaded 
it's called Headspace, like a Headspace. Yeah, there's also another one called app. Insight Timer. Or it's like oh, Insight? so I was going to download uh-huh. that That's one. That's what I have. And um, yeah, but I think Phil and I do them together, and he likes the British guy. And Dave, <laughs> you can choose. There's a bunch of different people. Yeah, but that's yeah. I, I get why he wants a British guy. Um, All right I'm, now, you can't breathe him. <laughs> that would be so funny. I really enjoy it. Phil actually bought me a med stool i'm looking around for it right now it's in the bedroom because we had to move shit around for the yeah, christmas tree i just i i went cool. to my first guided meditation class at steve nash gym in vancouver when i was still living there and i was like oh god like i'm the type of person i operate like craziness right like i'm always constantly busy i go from like work to events to shows to like whatever i don't have a lot of downtime so it's just like making those moments that are few and far between count yeah. and like really totally rebuild being mindful more of like my breath and like just taking a minute and whatever and just like deep breathing and doing whatever and the first time I went to a class I was like this is not gonna work and it was an hour long guided meditation class Oof. and I went in there and it was like lit with candles and shit I love that shit. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And then my only thought was like, it's going to be so awkward when I get up in five minutes and barrel through this room (laughs) and trip over candles and like these people that are on the ground meditating. And so we started and then I was like, oh God, this is never going to work. And my, my head was like going crazy. And like, I'm like, I cannot stop thinking ever. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, that's our hour. And I was like, what the fuck? And it just totally changed my perspective on the whole thing. Like I just all of a sudden started working for me. It was crazy. It was crazy. Would you ever, so I would like to do Vipassana. I was actually thinking about this recently. It's like a retreat. I think they have them all over the world. It's a silent retreat. And it's meditation. I I would like to do it for like 10 days. Because you can't even take, I would do it. You, are you going to say you can't take a notepad and a pen? Exactly. Oh, I know. I would go crazy coming up with all these thoughts and ideas and I can't write it down anywhere. Um, That's exactly uh, Jen what I was thinking. Kirkman, yeah. Jen Kirkman, who's super funny, um, she just came to Toronto and she did a whole set, like her whole like hour was a story about her at a silent retreat. What are you and talking about her set? Where was this? It was for JFL 42 in Toronto. This year. Oh, Jen Kirkman. Jen Kirkman. Sorry, I just got really confused. Yes. The, and it was, yes. her whole thing was like her story of her being at the silent retreat, but then all like the sort of like passive aggressive things that would come along with it. And then like the story of like all the women, they were there. And then a man came in all of a sudden he's slamming doors and they're all like, like awkwardly and silently like, rolling their <laughs> eyes at him and leaving like <laughs> passive aggressive notes and stuff. It is so funny and cool. it's she killed it. She, the set is really really good, but it's all on that. Damn well, it! I don't think but I yeah. could. I don't think I could do like not no phone. I'm fine with that. No talking to even other people. I might. No, go crazy, for me, but that would be something too. That would be very difficult for me, but interesting. But if I couldn't, but only if I could write, and if I couldn't write. I would be so frustrated. Like I would not. But I think that's part of it because obviously other people are more frustrated for other things, right? Yeah. I know it's part of it, but I just feel like I would, I just, my biggest fear would be like thinking of some great jokes. I'd feel, I, I think exactly. I'd, I'd feel like. Or like if you'd like write a, a whole, movie yeah, and then it's write gone. A movie and be like, I don't remember anything. Um, oh my God. Okay. Also. No, never mind. So. Temporary tattoos that Temporary don't last. Tattoos. And then the only thing I saw is like sort of a related article to that was there's this other... Wait, I need to tell about my tattoo. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to. No, 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 no. I want to know what it is. Is okay. it butterfly on your ankle? <laughs> I hope it is. 
No, it just says come dumpster on my back. <laughs> my dad so it's did it for me. No. Um, how fucked up is that? Why did I go there? Okay, so I when I was traveling in Israel and living there. I'm very nervous for what you're like leaning into it so slowly and no, emotionally it, that I'm very nervous for what no, you're No, it's say. not at all. I I had uh, it says Musica Hiachaim and it means music is life and I have it in Hebrew um to the left of my spine. Oh, that's nice. And it was before I left and it was just like it's great because I like never see it. Mm-hmm. Um but it's meaningful for me and it was just like that time in my youth I was like traveling and free and with friends that I've made that I still have to this day. Yeah. Danielle, you met her at my wedding. She came and held my hand and, uh, yeah, it's just like, I, it's special and I, I feel like I'm fine to have it on my body for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I also come from that same perspective of like, it is part of like the commitment that you make Yeah, that I think is quite special. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess then, you know, it's not saying because these one-year tattoos exist that, like, the the forever ones are going to yeah. stop existing either. Oh, but the point was that the reason that you thought that I was dipping into this emotionally, it wasn't. It's because um, <laughs> I, you know, my, my parents are weird about tattoos just because of the Holocaust and because Oof, of my yeah. grandparents. And yep, so I get that. Yeah, but this is so not that and to me it's like art and it was so meaningful and I just like it so when I got to Israel um my cousin told me about a tattoo artist and then when I was living on kibbutz like a socialist community in the south of Israel this guy that I was working with like there's all sorts of characters but this guy that I was working with came one morning and he had had a day off and I guess or a few days off and he went to Tel Aviv and he came back and he had (laughs) it was a neck tattoo but just the art, like, it was the most beautiful bird I've ever seen in my life. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is incredible. Who did that? And it was the guy that my cousin had told me about. And I was like, okay. you know what? The stars aren't lining. I'm going and fucking getting this done. Yeah, for sure. So when I was staying with my cousin in Tel Aviv, I decided to Skype my parents. But I couldn't. Um, his camera wasn't working, so I couldn't show them. And it was just us basically having a telephone call for free. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have to tell you something. And my mom goes, you got a tattoo. She just knew straight away. Mother's intuition. Exactly. And I was like, it's on my stomach. (laughs) And it's snakes (laughs) wrapped around a menorah. (laughs) And she freaked. You're a horrible person. Why would I ever get that? I, well, I didn't know you when you were younger. Maybe you were a bit of a dumb twat who would have gotten that. I was a bit wild, but I definitely wasn't that stupid. I got to a tongue like, ring when I was 15, so I guess that's why she thought that. Did you know that about me, that I used no. to have a tongue ring? Do you still have one? No. No. Do you have a hole in your tongue? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can, like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a little divot, but obviously not a hole. Um, but anyway, I could, anyway, whatever. They were fine with it. It's tasteful. You've never seen it? No. Want to see it now? Yeah. Okay. You're just going to take your whole... Oh, yeah, that's pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, okay, I want to tell you my... Hang on. Let me oh, just tell oh, you this one other one? thing. Okay, so come on. Like... Spatula. I know, I know. Spatula. But this is, a, this is just a thing. <laughs> no, because this is related to the temporary tattoo okay. thing. Okay. They have come up with... Or this was like... So you this snuck was... in an extra article, FYI. You're I know. Cheating. I know. But this... I just want to say this because it was sort of related. A 24-hour layer of skin... It's what no joke. What it's like a 24-hour layer of skin. 
But what they do is they can put it like under eyes and it'll cover up all your under eye wrinkles <gasps> and it looks like nothing. But I, and I was just and where did they, is this in, ha, made it in Japan? Is that where they made it? No, uh, MIT. Wow. Uh, MIT. They were working on it. Is it a gazillion Hang on, dollars? I'm going to show you. Uh, so Kim this Kardashian one is with patent. it underneath her eyes. Wow. What's so, it made of? <clears throat> it's like this clear gel you apply and then you put this other solution, which is like a reacting agent and it goes on. But and like, you can, is like, it going to give you skin cancer? I don't understand. No, the whole idea is that if you have skin cancer or something on your oh, skin you get and you need to burns. do like medical treatment with yeah. it, you put it over it and it won't affect it Fantastic. and it can transmit medicine it can also cover up wrinkles so it could be used cosmetically or for medicine i suspect the cosmetic thing will blow up and i was just thinking i'm just waiting for like so like you like this will be me in 50 years i'll like go home with a guy all of a sudden he'll be like oh she's cool she has all these tattoos and she has great skin and i pull my face off because it's all like this (laughs) plastic skin and all my tattoos start to fade and i'm just a fucking witch in the corner anyway i just thought it was really funny but it was really cool like i just that's incredible. Sorry. It's developed by MIT and Harvard. It's the XPL. It's a two-step process. When's it set to hit the market? I don't know. I think it's more like in scientific testing and stuff, and they're looking to see how it could be applied. And how it, I hope um, they're not testing it on animals. They're seeing how it could be applied for yeah different, different things in the future. You can't see it, and you can also put things underneath it that won't come off. So they were showing like... They even like drew. A, what did you like, introduce like this as? What did you introduce this as? <laughs> this was the, the 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 main article. No, no. It was the breathing breathalyzer? What? No, no, no. What did you introduce this as? What did you tell me this was? I don't know. I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, just like extra skin. I was just a imagining twenty four hour layer like, of skin, right, to cover up wrinkles and blemishes. I was thinking like I'm wondering if it could also be used on a circumcised penis because oh they say that it's more sensitive if you're not circumcised but this is like a liquid band-aid type and it would like you protect your say. knob from rubbing against your pants that's why it gets desensitized over a certain amount of time because it doesn't have like the protective turtleneck yeah i can't even i can't time, even go into can that can i just tell you this one yeah. time i was at a gig and i was wearing a big like wool turtleneck mm-hmm. and <laughs> It came up about foreskin, and someone was like, "Like, what, what, what's your preference, or whatever it was?" And I was on stage and just kind of like went in <laughs> my turtleneck. I've never been so excited to wear a turtleneck. Um, so that was it. Okay, so cool. that's that's fine. I just like, cool inventions happening yes. all over the place. There's fucking smart people doing cool shit. Yeah, amazing. All right, you go. Speaking of smart people doing cool shit, this dude in Uxbridge, Ontario. Um, was a cattle rancher who decided to stop killing his cows. Now, he's just a vegetable farmer, and he donated all of his cattle to a, like, barnyard sanctuary, and they get to, like, roam and live cool lives. And, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he said that. um, What made him stop? He basically just said that, like, you know, as as we don't get to hear often enough, um, farm animals are deeply, like, emotionally and socially intelligent. And mm-hmm. so he said that, like, he would be bonding with these animals and giving them love and, like, giving them this nice life. And then he killed them. And he was like, it just felt so strange. Yeah. 
Um, you know, because he sees them like bond and make friendships and have babies. And like, you know, he I guess he's just a really compassionate guy. And he was like, why am I doing this? He said he was. But the I mean, the sad part is that when it's nothing that we don't know, but that he was saying he went he basically went all organic before he we even like really knew what organic was. He right. just stopped. Where, where is he from? Uxbridge, Ontario. I don't know exactly oh, where that yeah. is, but in Ontario. Yeah. Um, he stopped using chemicals. And he said his farm buddies just didn't get it. And he's like, I was the brunt of the jokes at, at, uh, at coffee shops. And that's that's pretty- how that's how boring their life is in their their town. That they're joking about the guy who stopped giving chemicals to they're, his animals. They're farmers. Or yeah. But it's I like, so. can you stop huffing talcum powder? And like, why? I don't understand. Like, anyway, whatever. Um, so it's a sanctuary. So they just run around now and giggle. <laughs> Yeah, they just get to like live nice lives. Yeah, he uh, he converted his meat and produce business to a vegetables only farm combined with a nonprofit animal shelter. That's cool. Oh, maybe he. Sorry, I thought he donated them to a um in a sanctuary, but it kind of sounds like he developed one. Either way, it's really wonderful. It's called the Farmhouse Garden Animal Home. No, yeah, I guess. And he's a third generation cattle rancher as well. Like it was part of his oh, shit, yeah. lineage and he's making like a positive change. So I thought that was really special, you know, me with animals and stuff. So I started thinking like, what else is going on with like vegan farming per se? Vegan farming. Right. <laughs> But it's true. What do you mean? A farm can be for vegetables I and fruits, so. right? I guess so. I just like... And nuts and I don't even know what and... I thought when you said vegan farming. I was just... <laughs> a bunch of hippies. Yeah. Like, doing what? Just I planting salads. I saw a... Sw- <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I saw a sweatshirt the other day, or Phil tagged me in it, and it said, Real Mermaids Smoke Seaweed. And I was like, I am a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so taken in by marketing in my life. Anyway. I feel like you would be a mermaid. Are you a good swimmer? Yes. From the age of three, my dad just checked me in the pool and was like, see ya, you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, Um, I almost drowned in a pool when I was like three. We were at like a family friend's house and I was just like, I don't know. There was a bunch of kids there and I was the youngest and I think everyone was just like, oh, she's so annoying. So I just like walked on into the deep end and I was just like, oh, bloop, 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 sing, sing, sing. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone had to jump in with their clothes on and get me because I was just- You wanted that all along though. The bottom of the pool. I'm just, I have a flair for dramatics. Yeah. I want attention. When you are being ignored as a child. This is all coming out this now. This is why I can't stand to be ignored now. Yeah. Um, And you will never be ignored again. <laughs> yeah. Now that we have this uh, podcast. Okay. So in the Bay Area. Like the San Francisco Which Bay I'm Area? assuming is San Francisco. It says yeah. it's a crowded CSA market. California. San Fran. <laughs> what is CSA? You- <laughs> Am I what? Don't say it. Are you couple chromosomes short of a no, whole are you, structure? No, are you having or? like a speech impediment right now? No, it's CSA. I was trying to be like California because for a second I was like, is it CSF? And then I was like, oh, it's for sure California, San Francisco, but it's California's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, market on. in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and they've started this thing called Lazy Millennial Farmers, which is cool. And it's the only farm in the Bay Area that's growing crops veganically, which I've never heard of. But basically that means no animal fertilizers, uh, fish emulsions, blood or bone meal. Um, Because dried animal bones and blood that's processed 
from the remains of a slaughterhouse, I guess, are often put back into the ground or put into dog kibble. Um, yeah. Do you, know, the, do you know that? Ooh, they, no, listen. That's okay. what they say is relied upon so heavily in organic farming. So that's a new twist. Wait, like the animal bones are relied upon in organic farming? Well, I guess it's organic uh, meat that's being reared, but still... They, they use animal fertilizers, fish emulsions, blood, or bone meal that are relied upon heavily in organic farming. But these people don't, which means that there's hope to not be doing that. I didn't realize that. They use, like, ground animal bones back in the ground to make an organic tomato. Ugh, I don't like that. I mean, but I guess it's, No, like, but that's really interesting. I good? never... No, but, like, oh, you, know, know. you know, did you... Do you ever remember that, like, shift in our sort of, like social stratosphere when things started being marketed as like non-carcinogenic that you'd never even thought about like when shampoo or like um yeah dryer uh not dryer sheets but um what's it called i haven't used in so long like softening liquid or whatever fabric softener fabric softener does that cause cancer of course tide are you kidding me why can i smell the laundry detergent down the street because I love that smell. Though. I know, but it's weird that I saw a candle that said fresh laundry and I was like, that just doesn't, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It can't make sense that that's good for you. I know, but I love the smell. But you can get other stuff that isn't quite as toxic. Yeah. I love when they're like, Tide, it's so wonderful for your family. But if you let your kid anywhere near within two feet, it will like blow up and turn green. And you know what I mean? Like they have that whole thing where they're like, make sure that your kid doesn't eat a Tide pod because they will legitimately die. But you can soak their clothes in it for years and just hope that they won't radiate and get leukemia. Oh, oh God, you're Spatula. Spatula. That was a spatula spiral. Oof, sorry. And those things count too. But the point is, is that these guys are doing something amazing. I never heard of veganic. Yeah. And I guess it's sad because I hope it's not a. No, but. Vegetarian? No. I I, I call myself a selectitarian, which I. So you're just a picky eater and kind of an annoying house guest. No. So that's the whole point is that. (laughs) No, no, that's the whole point is that I I really do the best I can. Like I don't consume a lot of animal byproduct or animal product outside of the home like if I have it I make sure that like I buy it quality versus quantity so I eat right. far less of it and I try and make sure that it's good quality of whatever Where I'm you eating. wouldn't just go to a restaurant and eat whatever they have maybe right like I wouldn't go unless it was like an organic or like farm to table type restaurant exactly gotcha. so if I'm gonna have chicken I prefer that I buy it and but at the same time if somebody invites me to their home I'm not gonna be rude if they ask me I would probably prefer that they don't buy a meat product but I'm also not gonna go there and like be an asshole yeah yeah, yeah. um which I <laughs> did I tell you when Phil's family's coming over and he was like maybe because at the time I was I was vegan and he was yeah. like don't like don't talk about it or whatever. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, because people think that vegans are annoying. And I was like, but, and I kind of got enraged about it. And I was like, but why would people think that vegans are annoying? You mean people that are out there just eating these products where these animals' brains has been smashed into the floor and I'm, they're whatever, and it's like killing the earth and like going on and on. And I was like, oh my God, that's why people think vegans are yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a, it's like that old joke, right? How do you know if somebody's a vegan? They'll tell you in the first minute you meet them. <laughs> and it's just like... But it's such a is. good thing that 
they're doing. It is annoying uh, that it totally. has that pretentious connotation. I saw in a comedy club recently on the bathroom wall, it made me laugh so hard. Oh, it was the Ossington. It said something about like, um, like meat is murder, go vegan. And then somebody underneath wrote, um, vegan so expensive. And it's like meat is literally the most expensive thing you can buy, even if it's not organic. As opposed to like chickpeas or some seeds and nuts. Yeah. And like rice. Well, cheap meat isn't expensive though. There's that's the thing. But I feel like it is a cost to your health at the same time, right? 100%. But like to eat good, like nutritious food and like, like lots of like vegetables and especially organic, like that would be for like, if you think like a low income family, it's very hard to, anyway, I feel like we're. Are we spatula? Spatula. Um, no, anyway, these people are doing some really cool, cool things. They, I they're, like the animal sanctuary. Maybe we should go there and they're, play with cows. Uh, <laughs> they're reinventing um, the wheel, like veganic agriculture. I feel like it's something to look out for. I think that's really cool. Like, I think they're the first of many, which is nice, right? Yeah. It's an innovation. And he said, like, it's great to reject. And there's this real, like, resurgence, I think, of interest in agriculture because people are starting to pay attention to what's in their food and how things are being yeah. done and whatever. And I know it's kind of hippie and blah, 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 but I think it's, it's great. It's trying to like help us all do some cool shit. No, and, I think that's uh, good. And I like, I like getting your hands like, dirty. Yeah. I like going to like a restaurant and seeing that they like, like I was talking to someone the other day. Pasture raised like, eggs. Yeah. And like whatever. having that kind of stuff. And I was talking to someone the other day who she's married to someone who's like very much like a hunter and grew up like, you know, in that world, hunting, whatever. But hunters and butchers and people who are really in it, they do have a real respect for, like, what they do and meat. When it's just, like, mass processed and it's, like, McDonald's style, that's not... No. It's not, like, but respecting even... no. that whole thing. It's yeah. just, like, mass consumption for mass... Like, it's just craziness. Craziness. It is craziness. But when they actually, like, respect it or... I don't know. I think this is really interesting, actually. I could see there being, like, a resurgence of people, like, yeah. millennials and stuff wanting to go back to there. There's loads of millennials mm-hmm. that are vegan. That is, like, something to say about that uh, generation that's positive. Well, you're in that... We're both in the generation. Are we, though? But, like, on the cusp. We're but, like, like, my childhood... I feel like I had a childhood in the sense that, like, I didn't have... have social media. Social media until so much later. Or... I didn't have... A cell phone until I was like 20 or texting until I was like 22, 23. Yeah. And then I went traveling and didn't have a phone for months and months. And it was, I was actually thinking the other day, but it was such a peaceful time. Yeah. Yeah. That seems so crazy. Um, so give me your throwaway. Um, I love that we call them throwaways. (laughs) Yeah. They're just, they're just, just positive food for thought. Positive food. Um, then this is actually positive food. So there's a guy, his name was Mohammed. I don't want to pronounce his last name because I feel like I'm going to. F-A-K-I-H is his last name. F-A-K. Okay. Fake? Fake? Okay, we get it though. Mohammed, uh, he is the CEO of Paramount Fine Food. So they're across Canada. Mm. Uh, they're here in Toronto and mm. they're delicious. And yeah. he has been living in Canada. He's a new Canadian who's been living in Canada for, he's 80 restaurants. Um, so he's been living here for a few years and he had a hard time when he was first coming here and adapting and everything. So he has made it a point to hire immigrants, um, to like Syrian refugees who have come here in 2006 and just like 
making sure that in his oh no sorry he has 36 locations i said he is he has 36 locations and 80 immigrants working throughout his restaurants that are like new canadians awesome um or people who are trying to be new canadians um which is very cool and then there was an islamic cultural center in quebec city in january and he covered the funeral costs for all six victims families and then they raised a hundred thousand dollars for the families and the rebuilding of the mosque so he's just like a cool Really nice guy who really it's nice like guy. a good, you know, just trying to be a good person and trying to help out. And he's obviously done very, very well. But he's yeah. he's saying he came here as an immigrant. He was helped by a lot of Canadians. And he said, like, when you become successful, you should give back. And, and people gave to him. And so he wants to give back to them. And I just love it. And then the only other thing that I saw that was associated with this. And I, so I just thought it was like a good story. So go support Paramount Foods. Plus they're delicious and they have like... It's like uh, Middle Eastern food, which is amazing. Sponsor us, sponsor us. Oh my God, (laughs) sponsor us. Hummus for the win. You do have a tattoo that says hummus. Yes. Um, And then then I just saw this thing, like as a a quick aside. Oh, for God's sake, you're cheating. No, but listen to this. This is like two sentences. Cloudy, do you know that movie that came out a few years ago, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Do I? It was like a cartoon movie. Yeah, now it's a TV series. Uh, when it went to Israel, they don't keep the titles the same because they didn't think it could be relating to them. So it oh, was God. renamed It's Raining Falafel. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's amazing. It. That's all, and I just thought it was hilarious and amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Delicious. That's, that's me. What's your throwaway? Um... So this twenty this twenty two year old girl with Down syndrome uh, made history for competing um, for Miss USA. In, I saw in that. the Minnesota, I believe, she state was, pageant. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it's it's really wonderful because because she's beautiful and and listen, like Down syndrome. There's also a spectrum, right? There are people who. Um, have a much harder time. Yeah. Um, you know, intellectually, socially, etc. So obviously she has this ability to create a platform yeah. and sort of, you know, speak. It's amazing. It's, yeah, very cool. Uh, oh, I yeah. know I saw that. It, like, She's wore... beautiful. She's wearing this amazing dress. Her where, hair is amazing. Um, where did she compete? What was the state? Minnesota. Minnesota. I love it. And how did she do? I mean... She didn't win, right? But that's okay. She was in it. Yeah, and she she's um she's and she's in. getting more publicity than who. No one's talking about the winner. She's also taken gymnastics and danced her entire life, and she is attending university. So I feel like she's a really well rounded sort of spokesperson yeah. for her community. Um, that's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, that's very cool. I love that. She was, yeah, she was born six and a half weeks early and her, her parents were just saying like, you know, when you have this like little baby, we're so unsure of her future and, you know, she's just this bright star with so much potential and yeah, it just warmed my heart. Aw, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so what are you going to try and do to be positive. To be positive this week. Um, I need to... I'm going to try, if I have some time, because it's winter and it's cold, I'm going to try to go through my closet and any... I do have... I know I have, like, extra jackets and blankets oh, in my house. Yeah, super and I'm going to take them and I'm going to go donate them. Um, nice. Because... And at work, we're doing... I, some of the girls at work do this thing called Operation Cozy. 
and they put a box out and they donated all to Covenant House, which is for like basically youth on the street. Um, and it's predominantly men. So unfortunately, like I think it's like a 75 to 25% ratio, like men versus women or young, like young teen boys versus teen girls. But still like I'll donate what I can and something, something warm. So I'm going to, going to try to do that. Sorry, where are you donating it to? Covenant House. Covenant House. Yeah. And where is that? Um, they're across Canada, I think. Um, I don't know exactly where the one is downtown. That's actually, that's a great idea. I feel There's like I should. Gerard Street East. 20 Gerard Street East. Oh, that's actually perfect. That gives me a really good idea. It's a 24-7 crisis center to help homeless youth ages 16 to 24. So they have a whole bunch like education, counseling, employment assistance, tons of stuff like that and then it's trying to help them get back on their feet what do they need most in the winter they need warm clothes okay they like need mitts stuff like stuff? that um i think they also need like practical items right like they need razors and women need deodorant like that it's like that kind of stuff i think and i know i know one of the biggest issues with um people suffering from homelessness is particularly women need like feminine like hygiene products. products because they don't have access to it and then it causes like and the sanitary conditions and it causes infections and all these other vase uh, yeah, like, of course it, 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 it goes into this like spiraling of these other health concerns that are can be really easily avoided just like like you and I we have access to like take a shower every day even though we don't take a shower every day <laughs> and like be, and, you know, have fresh products and all of that. And it's just like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So I've been doing some office management at Phil's work yeah, and yeah. I wasn't, that's a great idea. I was just thinking I'll like send out an email tomorrow and just ask anybody if they have stuff to like, we'll have a box and they could just drop off some stuff. And then I'm going to, cause Gerard Street is super close. I can, yeah. I was thinking about Red Door before, I guess it doesn't really matter. Like a charity is a charity, there's a, right? There's a ton of good but ones. But yeah, I'll go, it. I'll go drop off some stuff and we'll just collect over the next like week or so. Like that's what our office opted yeah, to do. Rather great than a idea. Santa, take any money you would have done towards that and, and put it towards yep. this. Yeah. And there's also, we're doing like a gift card drive as well that they're giving to, I think the, this one's going to the Redwood uh, Women's Shelter. And so it'll be gift cards to, uh, you know, Walmart or the grocery store or Shoppers right. Drug Mart or wherever. Right, it is. we were talking or, about that last time. How like gift cards are yeah, great. Gift cards are great. Um, then it allows them the freedom. Like yeah, totally. Yeah, I sort of mentioned what I was gonna yeah, what do. Are you doing? Well, I mean, I told you before. Like, I downloaded a meditation app, and I, I'm gonna try and use it daily, just to create some more space and mindfulness. And uh, but also this now, like that's a great idea. It's it's we we have a really small office. There's like five or six of us in there, and so yeah, but we don't do Secret Santa stuff like that. So I yeah. I don't always like think about it. But that's a gr- this is different from Secret Santa. It's way better. hundred percent. Um. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. So I'm going to. I'll definitely do that. I'll send I it out tomorrow. tomorrow. Like an extra, extra pair of mitts or yeah, extra or scarf. scarves or old jackets and stuff, stuff like that their that. parents gave them doubles of last christmas so they don't need yeah. anyway um okay cool yeah i love it holiday a dish yeah mage holiday dish. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um, guys that yeah that was good that's it do so, better yeah just try just try we're gonna try harder this try week. and do better I'm try i'm gonna try to not push bikers down not bikers just this particular biker you're gonna try harder to not trip him. Well, I'm gonna try harder to not have the thoughts. The thoughts are what consume my mind. Yeah, um, with some meditation. With some meditation. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.